You who fills us daily, we, who loads our lives with benefits. Even this evening we pray that you will fill us, Lord. You will fill us, Lord. You will fill us, King of glory. The Lord will not just talk about this word, but will experience it in our lives, working, active, sharper than any other thing. Lord, we thank you and bless you. King of glory, I pray that you alone will speak through me. King Jesus, that this word will be a power to break through our hearts, oh God, and to release us into the strength that you want us to be in, that you want us to walk in, that to, 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 to release us into a revelation of your word that, that is powerful, that works, that brings life. In the name of Jesus, King of glory, we thank you. We bless your holy name. May you abide even this evening. May you abide in our lives, oh God. May you alone be glorified and be honored. We thank you, dear Lord. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. God, so much for this very hour. We know that it is not a waste of time that we're in his presence. In his presence, there's fullness of joy, and at his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. What a joy to be in the presence of God. I know all of us know me. I am Charity Shajua Ebade, and today we're given a topic, which is an interesting topic, by the way. Strong is he who carries out his word. And do you know this one who carries out his word that Joel is talking about? My Bible, it, it, it says, in, it actually is the new, new international version, that very verse 11 of Joel 2. It says that the Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number. And mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful who can endure it. But I want us to, to, to read uh, from up eh? so that we, 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 we get what uh, Joel is talking about. If we can take it uh, from verse 6 and then we go down. But even if you read from verse 1, but let me take it from verse 6. At the sight of them, nations are in anguish. Every face turns pale. They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. They all march in a line, not swerving from their course. They do not just each other. Each marches straight ahead. They plug through defenses without breaking ranks. They rush upon a city. They run along the wall. They climb into the houses like thieves. They enter through the windows. Before them, the earth shakes. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon are darkened and the stars no longer shine. The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number and mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful 
who can endure it? Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Render your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Who knows he may turn and relent and leave a blessing. Grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Grow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders. Gather the children. Those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the patriarch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn. And by word among the nations, why should they say among the people, where is their God? This is the word of the Lord. You know, Joel understands how the commands of the kingdom are. He understands the militaristic beat of the heavenly armies. And so verse 6 begins actually by giving us a way of how the mighty army should behave. And, and you know, he, 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 he has this, he, he, he talks about locusts, how they, they were behaving. We were invaded with locusts some time back in some place of our nation. And, and you know how destructive they were. But I am surprised to know they are, that they are such a disciplined force, you know? The, the, Joel talks about it and says they do not break ranks. Everyone marches in his column. Imagine, rockers. Yeah? <laughs> and so Joel brings out this whole um, picture of, 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 of an army of rockers that are disciplined, that are effective in the way they do their things. One, because they keep ranks. They work with energy. <laughs> they run, the Bible says, they run to and fro in the city. They bring devastating attack. Devastating. You know how much that they invested in to make sure that those rockets do what? Come to an end because they were destro destroying crops. They were destroying. Wherever they went, they were destructive. And so... If we consider the people of God to be like an army, then, 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 then we, we quickly understand what Paul used to talk about all through in his letters. He, he brings out that militaristic image, you know? And Joel in this very uh, passage, it, it, it comes out so clearly. He shows that God's people the army that he has called us to be should be an effective army because strong is he who has called us. And so if he has called us, and if you know that you have logged on and God has called you in this season, 
then the better. You should be effective. You should be effective, friends. Number one, for you to be effective, you must keep order. It is clear the locusts keep order. The, the Bible is clear. It says that they, 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 they did not break their ranks. So every soldier in the kingdom of God should keep ranks. Secondly, we should work hard with, with serving, with the energy that the Lord requires us to serve with. Because he's the one who gives us the strength. He has said, strong is he who calls you out to carry his word. Whatever he has said he will do, he will do. And so one of the things that you should know, even as a soldier of Christ who makes up an army, whom the Lord has called to effectiveness, whom the Lord has called into discipline as a believer, to be used of him, you must keep order. Friends in the church, in the body of Christ, if there's no order, then the enemy will hit us. If the soldiers are not able to keep their ranks straight, then the enemy will hit us. And I think we are not surprised when we see what the enemy is doing in the church today. As an impulsive as the army was in Joel's time. Joel did not forget where the real power lies. Friends, we shouldn't forget where the real power lies. You know, it's, it's God who had sent them. They were, the locusts were being used as a tool of judgment against Judah. And it was clear as we read that unless they repented, their judgment has come. And I don't think you actually need to be an intercessor in this season to know that we're in the season of judgment. Because whatever is happening is just not normal. And so this is the tool that God used. The Lord gives a voice before his army. The word was clear. He gives a voice. The Bible, the, the, the NIV says, he thunders. He gives a voice. When the plague of locusts and drought devastated Judah, you would think, Joel would come in to, to really encourage Judah, to encourage them. And that's the quicker way. I mean, when we're infected with locusts, uh, we had even a budget put together. So they go and fight it. That's what you would think. He might have said to the people of Judah, him being a prophet, hanging there, things are going to be all right. But friends, that's not what Joel did. He said, yes, things are bad but they will even get badder if that word is there. They will even get tougher if we do not repent. He told them, these are not my words, friends. And remember, we are talking about a God who is strong and who carries out his word to the dot. Might be 
I am on a forum where they really lament, eh? like they really lament about what is happening in church. So it might be among those people who are lamenting, ah, what is happening to the church? Things are bad. Huh? Yes, they are. But until we repent, they will even get worse. And this is what Joel is saying this evening. It's a wake-up call for us. But as we read, there's a promise of help to a repentant Judah. Friends, there's still hope. If only God's people can come to that place of repentance, then what we see is nothing to God. But his judgment will be passed on if we do not wake up. Because the Bible has said now. It's saying now. Did you read it in your Bible? My Bible says now there are four. It is not tomorrow. It is not yesterday. He's saying now there are four. Turn to me with all your heart. With fasting. With weeping. And with mourning. You know. Judah had, they had had the warning of judgment. God's people should repent. And, and, and you know we have heard this again and again, haven't we? And, and this didn't make their repentance less valid, yes. They, they, they were not scared into it. <laughs> yes, the locusts had come. But the Lord, through Joel, required sincerity. Required that there's a turning back to him which needed sincere repentance. And friends, for repentance to be effective, it has to be sincere. There is a turning to God and therefore a turning away from our sin. Sincere repentance, the Bible is clear, it is done with all your heart. It says, now therefore turn to me with all your heart. And so number one, there is a turning to him. And when you turn to him, of course you turn away from sin. And then he says, with all your heart, giving everything you can in surrender to God. And then he says, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, sincere repentance, friends, is marked with action. The action of fasting, the emotion of weeping and mourning. Of course, not every act of repentance will include fasting and mourning. But if action and emotions are absent, friends, I don't think that is really repentance. It's clear. He says, render your heart and not your garments. Of course, one of the expressions of the Jews, the, the Jewish culture then, was that they would tear their clothes. It was a way of saying, uh, we, are, we are being overcome by grief, and, and they don't even care about their clothes. Their clothes can be in rooms, their clothes can look bad. But Joel understood that. And then said, 
Yes, someone can tear their garments, but not tear their hearts. So, so Joel describes this kind of heart repentance that really pleases God, which is not just a, 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 a tearing of garments. He says, render your heart and not your garment. First, God is calling us to a heart full of repentance because that is what will please him. He continues to say, return to the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and he relents from doing harm. Knowing the goodness and the mercy of God is another motive for true repentance, friends. We can come to him in confidence that he will heal us. He will forgive us. That he will relent from the judgment he has already pronounced upon us. As a church. By the way, even before we go to as a nation. But as a church. Right now. The Lord is calling us. And he has said, I am strong. <laughs> I will carry out my word in power. He will carry it to dot. And so he says, return. Return to the Lord. And this returning begins with you, friends. This returning begins with you. I do not even have to, you know, force you into returning to the Lord. But if what is happening does not move you to return to the Lord, then I do not know what you want. Friends, we do not repent with an idea of God is so mean. If we don't repent, he will destroy us. No. Instead, it should be God is so gracious and merciful. You know, he's slow to anger and of great kindness. Friends, he will spare us. Friends, he will spare his church. Friends, he will spare this nation even when we deserve it. It is his goodness that should always lead us into repentance. He actually says it in Romans 2 and verse 4. Romans 2 and verse 4. Oh, do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. You know, it is not because he will destroy us. It is not because he will destroy the church. It is not because, you know, he will destroy this nation. But the fact that his kindness is towards us. Friends, let's not take this season of, of God's kindness for granted. Like Paul writes the Romans and tells them, no, you shouldn't take it for granted. You shouldn't look at it with contempt. It should lead you to repentance. And even me, as I was reflecting upon this word, that is something that was clear. Say, child, this is season for me for judgment. And if I, I, I will use 
anything as a tool of judgment if my people do not turn back to me. God have mercy upon us. God have mercy. Friends, the, 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 the time of God to carry out his word of judgment and to repentance is now. And, and we cannot, we as God's people, we as people that God has called, continue to go around as if it's usual, it's, it's, you know? The Bible is clear. He said that even the bridegroom that are already in the chambers, the bride, you know, who is already in the room, has to come out. It's time to repent. It is not, you know, business as usual, if I can put it. True repentance does not carry on like business as usual. Where, where have you ever seen where they call out a bride and a bridegroom already in honeymoon? And this is what Joe is talking about. That even when it is not hard of what we are dealing with, it's not business as usual. It is not. It is not. And if you're taking it as business as usual, friends, don't be burnt. Don't be dis don't, don't let that this tool of judgment that the Lord is using go with you. He says the locusts were, were, were actually even going through the windows, the more very destructive. It is not business as usual. He says, let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Friends, leaders, if even our leaders, he's talking about priests. Even our leaders, they should lead, be, be, be among God's people that are leading in repentance. They cannot come with this attitude of, okay, they are the people who are who must repent. No. They must also regard themselves as people. And as people themselves and lead in repentance. Because it is not business as usual. When an enemy attacks the church, it cannot be business as usual. That now priests will come and say, ah, you later, you, you are the one to, to repent, to repent. No. He says even the bridegroom and the bride are coming out. Oh, Lord, help us. Spare us, Lord. Spare your church. You said you build your church and the gates of heads will not prevail against it. Spare it, Lord. He says, spare your church, O oh Lord, and do not give your inheritance to reproach. Do not give your inheritance to reproach. Have you, have you been in places where they read it to you and they're like, ah, see, see what is happening in the church. They're the same that Joel interfaced. We're saying, where is their God? I want to encourage you, child of God. 
that our God is strong in carrying out his word. Recently, not long ago, we had an HR, PHR, Principal Human Resource. So they did a contract for me and she calls me in the senior hospital administrator's office and she was there and the senior hospital administrator was also there. And she says, of course, for a long time, I knew we were operating, our altars were completely different. She was into heavy, heavy witchcraft. So, and long, around the time when I was sick, she had even brought, you know, sacrifice on the, on the, on the hill and, and, you know, spread blood everywhere, even when poor was sick. No, when wickedness is done in broad daylight. So she calls me, because now as pros, I, 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 uh, we are getting new contracts. And so she gets my signed contract and she tears it and says, as long as I am here, you will never be an administrator here. And the me, I mean, these are my bosses. I can't say a lot. But I only said, may the Lord give it to you as you have said it. Friends, as I talk now, she's not in Cancer Institute. She was ordered out badly. But <laughs> you don't wish to know how she left. Badly. Orders came from above. And as I talk now, I have my contract for the next four years. They cannot keep saying, where is their God? We are not helpless. We have a God who has the strength to carry out what he says. Hallelujah. God, Joel puts a rich prayer of repentance into the mouth of God's priests. It is as if if priests pray with the thought of how can we persuade God to have mercy on us, then things will work out. He says, spare. Of course, this clearly shows when, when someone is telling you spare her, spare her. Maybe you're beating your child and another one is at this interceding. You know? It's place that God's people deserve punishment, by the way. But we are pleading for mercy. Maybe we deserve what is happening to the church. We do. But here we are, this evening, we have to plead for mercy. He says, spare them. Your people, oh, your people, Lord. He reminded God that, that, I mean, we belong to you. And, and, and I mean, that, is, that should be motivation enough for your mercy. If we can only acknowledge that this nation is for God. This church belongs to him. If we can only acknowledge it. It will be motivation enough for God to come for us. Say, spare them. They are your people. Do not give your, your heritage to reproach. Joel is adhering God 
that you the God of mercy. Let your glory be seen among nations. You know, that, that, that this judgment may not discredit your name. We cannot have even non-believers ridiculing us. Hmm? Where is your God? Say, can you say, you know, no. God cannot put his glory at stake. He's strong enough to carry out his word. So if you want me to come back into repentance, oh, he will relent. He will. I can assure you. May the Lord restore us to the foundational truth. Restore the church to its fivefold ministry. That indeed, that, that when he comes out to perform his word, fulfill it, that signs and wonders will mark a true revival among us, God's people. And you know, Joel put his emphasis on unity. He says they are in ranks. They do not break ranks. If there is a time we needed to come together, friends, it's now. It's now. And if you want the Lord to use you as a tool of judgment, come back. Come back to that place. Come back, friends. Who knows? He will relent. Let the priest who minister before the Lord weep. Let them say, spare your people, O oh God. That's verse 17. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn to the nations. Lord, spare your people. Bear your church. Friends, lift up your voice and cry this cry that Joel cried in his time. He says, who knows? The Lord will relent. Yes, he's strong to carry out his word to the dot. Yes, he's strong. What he says, he says, I will thunder from heaven. He will thunder, yes. But he's ahead of his army. Do you want to be part of the army? Part of the force? Part of the mighty army? That a champion of heaven is leading. Because he says in verse 11 that his mighty army obeys his command. Do you want to obey him this evening? Do you want to obey him? Do you want to render your heart and not your garment? Do you want to return to him, the God who is merciful, the God who is compassionate, the God who is slow to anger and who is abounding in love? Lord, we come to you. Indeed, you have said, blow the trumpet in Zion. 
we come to you, Lord. We come back to you. Lord, with our hearts full, will you forgive us, Lord? We come rendering our hearts and not our garments, Lord. Will you forgive us as a people that you have called in this time, in this season? Have mercy upon us, Lord. Cause us to return to you with all our hearts, Lord. Cause us to return to you as tools of judgment. Cause us to return to you and not do business as usual, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you relent. Thank you, Lord, that you're gracious. Thank you, Lord, that you're compassionate. That even this evening you're compassionate to us who have run away from you. Have mercy, Lord, and cause us to be at that place of knowing that you're God. To be at that place of acknowledging that you want our hearts and not our garments. Father, we thank you and bless you. May you minister to us as individuals, minister to us as a people you have called, and minister to us as a church, All Saints Cathedral. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Charity. Thank you very, very much uh, for allowing God to use you this way. You have prayed, you have said it. Just receive this word, each one of us. I know God has spoken to you and to me as well. But more so, there is a call of repentance. But there is also a charge. God is charging people. He leads people. A mighty army, and who are this mighty army? He's charging us to follow his orders. He's charging his army to follow his orders. He himself is into the battle. Yes. He's also telling us that to be awesome, to be terrible. And he poses a question that who will survive this? Who can possibly? So a charge is there by himself, God. Now again, a question is to us, 
where am I, where are you in this call? Yes, he's compassionate. He's slow to anger. He has unfailing love. But where am I? Where are you? So it is charging us. But also God has demonstrated his position as the topic was. Strong is he who carries out this word. So again, I want to ask us that we receive this word and pray for ourselves, especially as he has called to serve him as Zaname, that he himself, he orders, he himself gives instruction Simply pray for yourself as an army of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this, uh, your word, your message that has come through this very evening. The army that you, are, you yourself led And gave instruction that discipline that is demonstrated in this. So who are we? Where are we? In this call, in this assignment that you've called us in. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the message. Thank you for charity. Thank you for using her. Thank you for us who have been able to be at uh, the feet of you. Now we ask that this charge will take, his, uh, will take it up upon us to be ordered to keep our rankings so that we can, call, we can carry this assignment. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bless her. Bless her, uh, her job, bless her family, the husband and all that concerns her, even a father that as she, she works in a vineyard, Lord, that her labor will not be in vain. And for us, Lord, you also thank you for helping us already to hear from you. We pray that, Lord, we will not hear only, but we will do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Amen.